Hey there, guys. I wanted to drop in real quick to talk to you about a brand new offer that I've put together just for you. It truly is going to revolutionize the way that you do business. I am offering a 90-minute strategy session that's also going to give you a visual roadmap that will guide you over the next six months to be able to accomplish any author goal you want to make happen. So here's the thing. We all need some one-on-one guidance sometimes. And the whole idea behind this is to give you the one-on-one personalized experience that you're really craving and get you on the road to your greatest success, right? That's all we really want for you. So if you're curious about how this is going to work, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash visual map and learn more about it today. The Indie Author Revolution has been around for more than a decade but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of, from getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome. We've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Author Revolution Podcast. I am so excited to talk to you guys today. Not only have we finally gotten on the other side of NaNoWriMo, which is great. But uh, now we're here we are, we're kind of in the final stretch of 2023. And of course, this is the time of year where I start thinking about a lot of things like what's coming? How did this year go? Like, how is it all looking? What can we expect from next year? What are the trends that are coming? And it's always interesting to me to just take that moment to reflect on how things are going. And one of the reflections that I have is that I am so grateful for like all of the people, all of the authors that I've dealt with, all of the, you know, author professionals that I've talked to over the years. We've really built a a community indie authors have with some incredible personalities, incredible minds who have the ability to just really touch the lives of you know all of us and i'm you know really thankful that i'm kind of like in this position to be able to talk to so many of them and today's podcast guest is definitely one of them so today i'm talking with joe Bure from the alchemy for authors podcast and of course she's an author as well and she is one of those people who just has some incredible insights and just such a generous kind heart that i can't help but be absolutely thrilled and like profoundly happy that I met this woman, right? So today we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. We're going to talk about her switch up to a new genre, which I find super fascinating, especially since I had to do the same thing with rom-com this past year. So that was kind of a, a neat serendipitous thing that she and I share. But also we're going to talk about, you know, what does it mean to step out of your comfort zone as an indie author? Because you know, just because you've published a couple of books, just because you have a podcast, even like in Joe's case, it doesn't necessarily mean you're immune to imposter syndrome or feeling like you're out of place or 
feeling like you're not quite sure that you can do this next thing, this next step, whatever it might look like for you. And Joe has had a very impressive year when it comes to insights into stepping out into those comfort zones that, you know, were keeping her in place, but now she's growing beyond it. And I think you're going to understand or at least hear from her some pretty powerful mindset shifts that happened, not only for herself, but those around her because of the things that she's done this year. And if you listen to her Alchemy for Authors podcast at all, she's talked about some of these things, but maybe not in quite the same way as she does in this podcast episode. So we're going to talk, like I said, about her new book that came out this past fall, Hades Haunt, and we're going to go on to talk about a lot of different things. So hang on to your hats. We're going to have a wonderful conversation, and I know you're going to find some golden nuggets in this one. Here we go. Well, hi, Joe. Welcome back to the Author Revolution podcast. I'm so excited that you're on the show again. It, so a lot's happened since the last time we talked. One of the biggest ones is that you've obviously published a couple of titles. And the most recent one, though, that you've completed, it's a full-length novel, and it's called Hades Haunt. And it was kind of a switch up from, from the things that you normally do. So I was wondering if you could explain to my audience a little bit about what makes this title different. Yeah, sure. Well, first, like, thank you for having me back on. I'm just so excited to be here. <laughs> I love chatting with you. So this is fun. But yeah, so I did do a little bit of a switch around. I'm used to writing gothic suspense, quite dark and moody and all that. And, and I love it. It's so good. Oh, well, well, I really, really enjoy it. But what I was finding is after one of my books, Unspoken Truths, I it really took a lot out of me. It was quite an emotional book. And because I'm a discovery writer, I don't know what the characters are going to do until they do it. And so there were times I was in the writing process and I'm crying to my husband going, oh my gosh, I never saw this happening. And of course he thinks I'm a weirdo because <laughs> I'm the author and I should have seen that. But you know, my characters went to some really dark places that I wasn't really expecting. and it had a bit of an emotional toll. So I got to the end of that book and I was feeling quite burnt out, even though I love the story. It just had such a, a, such an emotional toll on me. And so there is a sequel to it, Broken Lies. And so I started writing that and then couldn't quite get into it properly, even though I know the story has to be written. And I tried on and off for ages and it just wasn't happening but I knew that I, I needed to get back into that writing space uh, somehow. And strangely enough, when I started this writing journey and like taking it seriously with writing books and that, I think 2020, I stumbled across these pre-made covers that was a trilogy set and they were just really cute. They had this black cat on the front and they're all like magical and um, paranormal cozy-ish and I had no intention to write paranormal cozy at all. <laughs> I thought I was always just going to be writing dark moody ghost stories but I splurged and I purchased this pre-made set of covers without any idea what I was going to do with them and they just sat there you know like in my computer looking pretty for a couple of years and then I was like you know what maybe um, maybe my problem is I'm being too serious with my writing 
And I need to do something just a little bit more freeing where it doesn't matter if it's a complete flop. I just need to kind of get my writing mojo back. And so, yeah, so <laughs> I wrote a book based on a cover I'd already purchased. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, and um, so the titles was kind of unusual. So I wanted something that had that alliteration feel to it. And I'm a cat person. We've got four cats at the moment and we've had, my husband and I have had quite a few cats uh, during our relationship. And Hades is our little black cat. That's a bit of a rascal. And it just made sense that the black cat on the cover should be called Hades as well. So then, so I did everything back to front. I had the covers and then I came up with the titles. So I've already got the titles for the whole trilogy and no storylines. I had zero storylines. Uh, I had a vague idea for the main character, who was a character that I had uh, played around with as a secondary character in another story that never came to anything. So I kind of already knew Alice, who's the main protagonist. And yeah, I just, I decided, well, I'm going to do everything opposite to what I normally do. I'm going to write a real magical, light, humorous, fantastical story where anything can happen. There's going to be no swearing in sex, which is tough because I'm a bit of a sweary person. And um, <laughs> but I but I also teach teen uh, like young teenagers, twelve and thirteen year olds, and they knew that I am an author and write books. But I'd always said to them, "You can't read my books." Like. Yeah, but just because, you know, I didn't want those angry emails from parents and getting in trouble with the principal and stuff. So, um, yeah. but they were really wanting to read something that I've written, which is understandable. So in a way, I decided to write this book. So even though it was for an adult audience, it would appeal to them too. So if they stumbled, stumbled across it, read it, there was nothing that was going to get me in too much trouble. So yeah, and then I just, to make things even more challenging for myself I like a little bit of a challenge although I'm based in New Zealand and my books are usually written in UK English I was like I'm gonna base this in a you know an imaginary place in America where I've barely even been and <laughs> use all not American English and spelling and terminology which is a little bit different than the UK New Zealand terminology and yeah so it was a lot of fun and I you know, I, I was writing it and I thought I knew who was going to die and I thought I knew who the murderer was and neither of those eventuated. And um, <laughs> Isn't that funny how it happens like yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, but there was something just, there was something like really a little bit magical about this book in that because I had zero expectations, I had no idea if I could write a paranormal cozy. I'd never tried it was quite freeing. And so I absolutely loved the process. Like every moment it was just fun. Cause I'm like, sure, this can happen in this world because anything can happen in this world when there's magic, like, yep. yeah, cats can magically open locked doors and do weird stuff. Yeah. So I had lots of fun and coincidentally, I had the lovely Renee Rose on my podcast and she was um, talking about one of her kind of tips for manifesting abundance and that around a book is to really just love your book. Yeah. And 
for some reason that really, really stuck with me. And although like I, I'm using air quotes here, love my other books, there were times I really didn't like them at all. And it was a hard slog. And once they were written, I never wanted to open them again because they were just a hard slog. Whereas Hades Horned, I was really just determined to hold that fun, light, happy, loving energy around it. And I've now actually read it a few times since being published. And yeah, I I can't even explain it. I just, I love the book and it's shown in sales. It's had more sales than my other books, even though it's the only one in this genre that I've written. And um, yeah, that's kind of the weird story that brought me to Hades Haunt. (laughs) Interesting. I love that. So a couple of things popped into my head as you were talking about this. Mm. Sounds to me as though you were open to like that inspired guidance, inspired action. So when you saw those covers, even though you had no no idea why you would do anything with it, or like if you would do anything with it, you took that inspired action and took care of those covers, made sure that they were yours. So when the opportunity presented itself, you were ready to rock and roll. That's so, that's cool to me. I think that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. it was, I, I don't know. So it was one of those things where in the last couple of years, I was diagnosed with ADHD. And so now I'm like looking at everything through the lens of, you know, was that ADHD? And I do have that knack of, you know, splurge impulsive purchases. And I honestly thought those covers was just going to be one of those things that never eventuated into anything. And yeah, but I just like them. How cool. But I just like them. I just, I don't know. They just, they just had such a cool feel to them and I just love them. And but yeah, but I didn't really have any intention to write anything for yeah. it. It was really bizarre. Isn't yeah. it fun when when that happens? I know for me, it was definitely like switching up gears. It's the same vibe where, where it, it's such a freeing experience to switch into a, a genre you've never written before and just see if you can do it, right? And just kind of figure it out. Like, did, did that feel that way to you? Was it just like so freeing? Oh, uh, hugely freeing. I think one of the reasons I was struggling so much with writing the sequel to Unspoken Truths was because every time I thought about it, I'm like, oh, but people really liked Unspoken Truths. So what if this next book doesn't live up to that? You know, like I was putting a lot of extra pressure on myself that it had to be of a certain standard. And so swapping uh, genres, it was like, well, I'm going to have no expectations with this. If it doesn't sell anything, doesn't matter as long as I'm having fun and it's getting my kind of writing mojo going yeah. again. And and it has because right now I'm in the process of um, writing Broken Lies, which is the sequel to Unspoken Truth. So I'm back into that gothicy, you know, darker kind of realm. And it's easier. It's easier. And also because I know that after this, I will probably need to swap it up. And then I've got the next book in the Hades series to go to. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's I need kind of that. fun too, when you kind of go back and forth and it's not just all dark and, and you're not always yeah. in that place, you know, I, yeah. I think, especially those of us who are kind of more into the woo, it's hard to be in that vibe and stay there when that's not who we really are. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I feel the same with urban and paranormal fantasy. I, I love it. And I've loved it for a long time, but even now it's like, I'm not, I, I'm not as excited to write it as I am the rom- the rom-com, which is super yeah. interesting to me. And I'm sure that'll shift and it'll change back and whatever, but there is just something magical about being able to 
I don't know, change things up or do something completely different and just surprise yourself once in a while, you know? Yeah. I honestly, I highly recommend it to anybody that feels like they're in a bit of a rut or um, so-called writer's block. I think, yeah, you just got to find something that's going to give you permission to not care so much about what's on the page. Uh, to make it no big yeah. deal. Yeah. 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 So that was really, yeah, that was the best thing about it is, yeah, I had no expectations and I I just, I was really determined to enjoy the process. Like I really wanted to make sure that every time I sat down to write, I was in that happy space to do it. Whereas when it came to, it comes to like my Gothic suspense stories and that, I almost want to be in a little bit of a moody, darker you know, kind of mood to kind of pull from that a little bit more angsty and all that. Whereas um, Hades Haunt, I wanted to come to it with, yeah, lots of love. And, and I've really been pleasantly surprised by its reception, which is really cool. I love that. That is so cool. (laughs) So you, you touched on this just a little bit and we were laughing yesterday that in Hades Haunt, you have someone, a character who has my first name, which is something (laughs) I rarely see. I think it's amazing. I was very excited about that. So thank you. But obviously that that main attraction is Hades and the fact that you're pulling it from your cat. So I'm wondering if you could elaborate, like, was there a true, you've got four cats. So why Hades? Why would you pick Hades instead of Gaia or, you know, you know what I mean? Why? (laughs) I want, I want to understand how this happened. There's got to be a story. Yeah, well, there, there is and there isn't. Like, um, I've always been a cat person. We've always had, well, not always, but since moving to New Zealand, which was, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago. My husband's Canadian, so we lived over there for a while. We started ending up with cats, just, you know, like adopting cats that were, yeah, kind of abandoned or, you know, just strays and things like that. And um, we've always given them cool names. So we've had like Loki and Odin and Rhea. And now we've got Gaia, Atlas, Zeus and Hades. So Hades is the newest addition. And um, he came into our lives, gosh, at the beginning of last year. So yeah, 2022. And he's, he's a real character. I mean, all my cats are different characters. They've all got very, very um, different personalities. and. Yeah. So the Hades in the book, he's a little bit like the real life Hades, very cheeky, very smart, (laughs) but in a, yeah, kind of unusual way. Very much has a bit of catitude is what I call it, a cat with (laughs) attitude and a bit sassy. But um, he's the the character in the book. um, He's also an accumulation really of bits and pieces of a lot of the cats that I've had. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it it was more that, you know, so when you think of Hades, you think of like the God of the underworld and I struggle to write stories that don't have ghosts in. I'm a bit of a, you know, I love my ghost (laughs) stories. And so Hades Haunt is the same. It's got some spirits and stuff in there. And yeah, so, so Hades in real life, as much as he's a darling, he's also a bit of the devil as well. And if anyone's going to get in trouble in mischief, then it's going to be him. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of a tribute to all my cats in a sense. And it's funny because I've had people who've read the book who don't know me, don't know me on social media or don't know that I'm a cat person. And they're, 
they've written things and reviews and things like that. Like, you know, I don't know if this person, you know, I don't know if Joe has cats in real life, but she really does know cats. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I have lots of experience oh, with yeah. kitties. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's too cute. <laughs> I love that yeah. so much. The book was so fun to read too, because I, I have actually read it <laughs> and the, the twist is fabulous at the end, but it, the the whole time, especially once the ghosts do come into play, it just kept reminding me so much of the show ghost. Did you ever watch that? I did, but do you know what? I hadn't thought about it until you said that. I love it. So like all funny. the different characters. Yeah. It just, so if yeah. you love the show ghosts, definitely this is a book right up your alley it's so cute and so funny and the different ghosts that are in there are just it it's cute to see all of them and their different personalities and how they interact with uh Alice and obviously Hades and the other characters it's super cute it, it is the only book that I've written where I actually love every character the good and the bad like I actually really love every character but it's so funny, isn't it? Like I hadn't even thought about that program ghosts, which I know I've seen, but it's interesting how when we're writing stories, how we do pull from so many different things, like, yeah. and, and then put our own spin on it. But we we really do from real life, from shows we've seen, from books we've read, and it, it's largely unintentional. I, to be honest, like until you said yesterday that reminded me that one of the characters is called Carissa. I had completely <laughs> forgotten. And I'm like, oh no. Well, I hope you don't think it was like Yeah. And I, I will like, I will say that I did notice the last name Andrews was in there as well. That was pretty cool. <laughs> really? Who was yeah. Andrews? I can't even remember now. Lucy. Lucy's last name. <laughs> That's so funny. You must have been in my mind when I was I writing. Love that. This I love it. I love it. That was so funny. <laughs> This oh my is gosh. It. So I don't even remember. At the time I'm just writing, I'm like, I need a name. And it's yeah. quite often, it's the first name that comes to mind and there's not much thought behind it. But there is some things like one of the characters in the book, Christo. I have a lovely friend called Christo when I was in Canada and physical features in that were quite similar. Uh, but of course, in, in the book, yeah, his character's not the same. And I'm like, oh, if he ever reads this, I hope he doesn't take offense because it's not like actually based on him. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I just but, loved his but name. in a way. Yeah. 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 I loved his name. And there are aspects of him as a person that I really loved. And so I put the positives in. But yeah, but it is always like, oh no, I hope no one takes offense to the way the way my quirky brain works and I'm just stealing from so real cool. life here and there and people's names and stuff. <laughs> Well, and you and I were talking before we, we hit record here today too. It's, you know, our brains are so powerful, like all the different people that we know, all the things that we read, it's this accumulation of all sorts of information. And, you know, with AI, we were talking about like the moral ramifications of this before we had started. And a lot of people like it are concerned about like it pulling from copywritten information and things like that. And personally, myself, I feel like it's no different from using a good friend who has read a lot of books or who, Stephen King, your best friend, Stephen King, who's written a lot of books and probably read more books than I'll ever read. Like that, you know, using them and, and brainstorming with them. It's it, in my mind, at least it's not a whole lot different other than, yeah. you know, AI can accumulate a heck of a lot more than any of us can in one, <laughs> in one setting. But still, it, to me, it just feels like if you use it the right way, it can be a, a lot of fun and it can be helpful and it doesn't have to be like oh I'm using it to write my stories because I don't want to lose my voice either right 
but it, I just think it's really interesting that, you know, you, you talking about it too, because I'm, I'm the yeah. same. I, I incorporate so much of what I've read or what I've seen, or, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of reading in your genre and understanding yes. what expectations are. I mean, it, it's part of the process. And so it, I just find it really, a really fascinating way that we all, I mean, whether you're using AI or using your, your own experiences, we, as authors, we're going to hold something new and cool based off of what we love and what we've read and all the things. It's great. Absolutely. Like I, I do believe um, all of us writers, all of us authors, we, we are thieves. Like we, we steal ideas and things, you know, there's that saying, there's no new stories under the sun or something like that. And I talk to my students often about that too, because some of them, you know, sometimes they'll come up with a similar idea, but the way that they write that idea into a story is going to be completely different. Oh, yeah. uh, the characters are going to be different. The dialogue's going to be different. But I also have them with their writer's notebooks, you know, pay attention to the world, you know, be that person who's eavesdropping on conversations in the supermarket or in the playground and that and jot those, you know, like we yeah. are, we're, we're, we're like the crows or magpies going around and stealing all those juicy bits that we can somehow put into <laughs> our stories. And right. yeah. And I'm I'm not talking plagiarism or anything like that because we're we're always if we're doing this properly we're putting our own spin our own words into all this and using AI for idea generation and that I guess is really just the same right yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah for sure I mean I do yeah. that sort of thing all the time too with like close friends or overhearing conversations my my character Jinx in the uh, Accidental Alpha series is based off of one of my close friends and. She does some crazy things and I, I love her to pieces. And so I've, I've stolen some of the, the silly things that she's done. I mean, obviously with her permission, she doesn't mind, <laughs> but um, it's, it's just so much fun to, to be that person who gets the inspiration from all sorts of sources, you know, yeah. it's, it's so fun. Yeah. It's what I think we just, we innately do. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you and I were talking too, that you've been branching out, obviously more than just genre wise lately, you've uh, attended a local horror writing workshop. You've attended your first local book fair. I personally love in-person events, whether it be book signings or book, you know, where you're just selling stuff or whether it's, you know, author conferences, it's just a lot of fun for me. But what was, what has that experience been like for you? Because if it's new and you're just kind of getting out there in that local sphere, I know a lot of authors are kind of a little bit freaked out about that. Were you freaked at all? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Utterly. Like it was such a big um, jump out of my comfort zone. So I am a huge introvert that um, sometimes people don't see me as an introvert because, you know, I'm a teacher. So I've got to be on all the time. And, and then of course, with my podcast and everything, you know, like it, it's a little bit different. You're chatting, you're just doing your thing, but behind yeah. the scenes, I'm like, a big introvert and too much people in, I get like people hangovers sometimes if, I, if I'm around people too much. Um, <laughs> yep, it's a yep. thing. It's a thing. It is. And yeah. And so I'd been living this lovely little author life where, you know, I've got my podcast and I got my books and I'm got my website and I'm, you know, I'm connecting with people through social media and um, chatting to authors all around the world and doing all this cool stuff and selling most of my books overseas. Like New Zealand, we're a really little country. It's really hard to get indie published books into bookstores here. Um, a lot of effort and not 
much reward for that. And so my um, sales in that is primarily in the US with Canada, UK, and even Australia kind of following close behind there. And so, yeah, there was just, there was the opportunity to connect a little bit more in my local area. So I live in a city called Hamilton and there was Hamilton Book Month in August. And I just thought, hi, I kind of should probably put myself out there and you know, nobody in New Zealand knows me, but maybe I should try and make some connections with other authors here. That's what the cool kids are doing. I probably need to do that. And if nothing and... else, let them know about your podcast. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's, it's so, it was so weird. There was so much imposter syndrome with it. And so my first little thing is I attended, uh, it was just like for three hours or a couple of hours or something, a little workshop by uh, the author Lee Murray, who's like, I think she's won the Bram Stoker Prize Award like five times or something for horror writing. Like she's amazing. And so it was quite an intimate little workshop. There was probably maybe 15 of us or something. And yeah, I was really, really nervous. And I'm sitting there and the first thing we've got to do is introduce ourselves, which is an introvert's like nightmare to, you know, (laughs) wait till your turn to say who you are. And I keep thinking in my head, okay, I'm just going to pretend I'm like on the podcast and I'm really confident in who I am. And so I'm going to say, you know, I'm Joe Buer and I'm a gothic suspense author and paranormal cozy author and have this podcast. And yes, I was faking all the confidence. And the woman across the table from me was like, oh, wow. So you're like, you're really into this. You're really into writing. And I'm like, well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I am. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, I am. Wait a second, I am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it was was such a weird thing because I was really feeling like I had to fake this confidence in something that I don't feel like I – fake normally like like I I feel quite confident talking about being an author and having a podcast and that in any other situation but because it was in my local sphere I was a little bit like I don't know there was a big imposter syndrome like oh my gosh people are going to find out I'm actually a fake or something I don't know but (laughs) um but what was cool was in the workshop there were people from like at all stages some people who had just thought they might be interested in writing and so wanted to learn a little bit more. There were people who had published like 40 plus books, which was just mind blowing to me. And yeah, so there were people at all different stages of writing or a writing career. And yeah, so that was my first kind of introduction and just kind of learning how lovely actually, you know, the author community here is, which was fantastic. And so um, I signed up to a author um a local author book fair and it was my first signing event and I had no idea what to expect we had to talk for I can't remember if it was three or four minutes um about our book but it was very like you've only got this amount of time to talk about your book and um yeah and it was my first time having a table set up and so I spent weeks of anxiety going oh my gosh what do you have on a table like do I have enough books do I have too many books is this gonna you know like I was overthinking everything what to wear what to say um how to sign my name like it was ridiculous it was just ridiculous (laughs) 
And yeah. And then, so I had so much anxiety around it and thinking, oh, I'm going to be showing up with all these people who've done lots of book fairs before and who am I? And, you know, and I'm like, well, I've got to try and invite as much family and friends as possible because I don't want to be that one person standing there kind of like, I'd worked in bookstores in Canada and I always remember feeling horrible for some of the authors who would have a table set up for book signings and that, and then nobody going to their table. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person that's there feeling really awkward because no one's talking to them and no one's looking at their books. And so I tried to invite as many people as I could. Not many of them could make it. So that was <laughs> disappointing. Oh, you're like, dang it. <laughs> but yeah, but it was such an amazing experience because as soon as I got there and set up my table and kind of looked around, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I actually do belong. Like it just, I, I've got as many books or, you know, more than some people. Some people have got more than me, but all of a sudden there was just some kind of, I don't know, spark of confidence that just made me feel like, yeah, you know what? These are my people. I actually do belong here. I've, you know, can claim a place here. And and it was amazing. You would not have that. Yeah. No. And, and there were so many amazing things that came out of it. And so if anybody is sitting on the fence of attending local author things, I highly recommend you give it a go because, so not only was I flat out busy, like after my talk and selling books and that, it was just one person after the other, which was amazing. It was such an awesome experience for the people that I connected with. Like there was, I met so many amazing authors. The organizer of the event actually sent an email out to all the authors that attended about my podcast, Alchemy for Authors. So I've been, yeah. So I'm like pretty, pretty booked out pretty much until the end of the year, which is fantastic. And other opportunities. So I've signed up for some larger local events for next year, which would be very cool. And yeah, I just learned a lot, but it gave me a lot of confidence. And one of the unexpected um, surprises from it was I did have a few family members attend, like my 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 mom and my dad who aren't together. So there was a bit of traveling and um, my brother as well came and, and my husband, of course. And what was interesting is that even though my mom and my dad and my husband and that had always been supportive, I think them seeing me get up and do a bit of a speech and then having this table set up with physical piles of books, because I generally sell more ebooks, I guess, for the likes of my my brother and my husband, I think it it, it kind of made them see me in a different light that yeah so so my brother had never really mentioned anything about me writing books he'd never really asked or seemed to show any interest and I know he was quite yeah and and I guess you know maybe it's different when you're just talking about oh yeah I wrote a book and you know Mm -hmm. they don't see physical evidence or something but yeah I think I kind of held my own and looked like I belonged and it was just interesting hearing like my brother going oh my gosh like I had no idea and they're like real books and you've got piles of them. I'm like, yes, yeah, what I do. <laughs> and, right? and yeah. And even my husband who, you know, he's, he, he, he knows what goes on. He sees the crazy hours I put in and everything. There was something that I think just changed for him too, because just some of the conversations afterwards and he was like, oh, you know what? I'll cook dinner tonight. Cause I know, you know, I can really 
<laughs> you've got to you've got to get back to your books and you know like, and yes, he's just yes, talking about it yeah there was just a, there was a subtle shift from I think him maybe thinking of it as more of a hobby to like oh no this is actually this is a business this is a real thing in your career and where you're heading full time like down the path yeah. and so yeah so I that was it. really yeah, so that was really interesting seeing some of those people close to me get it, I guess. Yeah, because if you're, you're not an author or you're not a writer, then I think it's hard to actually get it. I don't know well, if I'm I think explaining this, that very as well. you made that transition too, realizing that you do belong there, it probably yeah. transcended to them where they could see it mm. and feel it coming off of you too, where that epiphany kind of clicked for all of you. I think that's yeah. really cool. That's yeah, awesome. like. Even my dad was like, oh my gosh, I, he's like, I don't think I've ever seen you so happy. He's like, you just, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a happy person, but he's like, no, but it was something different. Like you just like came alive being there. That's and so cool. yeah, so it was, yeah. So getting involved in local activities uh, with like other authors and writers and things like that I am now just a huge advocate for so if anybody's on the fence and like me and feeling a little bit nervous and imposter syndrome and that I think just do it because it is amazing the doors are opens and even sales can have continued since then which is crazy like well it's not crazy it's amazing it's awesome yeah. but it was a surprise to me that yeah yeah that is so cool so was there like, obviously you had to pep talk yourself to get out of the imposter syndrome. Was there any tools or tricks that you kind of deployed other than just fake it till you make it? Or was that kind of like the big one where you kind of went in there going, you know, I've got, you know, 60 plus episodes of my podcast. Let's go. Like, how, what was yeah. that like for you? There's always, for me anyway, there's always a little bit of that feeling of like, you just got to fake it till you make it. But it was also that it's the knowing too, because I think we all experience imposter syndrome. And so there's that that knowledge that, yeah, I'm feeling this way, but that doesn't mean that 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 I am an imposter. Just because I'm feeling that way doesn't mean that that's the reality of the situation and doesn't mean that I will always feel that way. Yes. So I think it was also being really cognizant of that, that, yeah. And then just trying to talk, you know, that, that inner talk, you know, pet myself up a little bit with, you know, like, yeah, but I have written some books. Um, I've had good reviews. I am selling books. Um, I've had amazing guests on my podcast and yeah, I've got 60 odd episodes now. And, you know, I'm, yeah, like, like I do, it, it's kind of a, one of those weird things in that, I tend to think of my author career and that officially starting in like 2020 because that was when I first published my first book. But in reality, like I had um, short stories and that published in literary journals and that in like 2014, 2015, uh, that kind of thing. And I had been writing my entire life. Like, right. so, so I've been an author longer than I've been a published author if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it was, yeah, just, just trying to be a cheerleader for myself because we have to, don't we? Like we've, we've got to be our biggest cheerleader because sometimes our friends and family are just not going to get it. 
So we can't depend on them. So yeah. 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 Well, and I love that you kind of, you know, pep talked yourself too, because it's that whole concept of reaching for that better feeling thought so that you can continue to manifest and bring forward what you really do want and, and transition your inner world, your inner experience to be more reflected on the outside. And so that you're in harmony and alignment with it as well. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> yeah, but it did take me by surprise, the imposter syndrome. Cause I, you know, I, you always feel a little bit of imposter syndrome, but it's usually most of the times in my author sphere, it's not so bold and in my face. And it's, so it's easy to kind of push aside. Whereas when it came to these local events, it was scary how strong it kind of came out and kind of slapped me in the face. I, w- I wasn't expecting that, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's always scary those first few times too. Like just any anything new, really, that you're you're putting yourself out there in a, a new way. I remember the first time doing, uh, you know, like a Facebook live, I think it was 2017. And literally like, I think I had one person that hopped on and it was probably a friend, right? But I was so nervous of, about doing this you know, Facebook live thing. I had no idea why I was even doing it, but I just knew I had to to give it a try. <laughs> and it was scary or doing audiobooks for the first time. It's scary because yeah. people might listen to this thing later. But as you get going, you get more confidence about it. I, I bet it was the same for the podcast, right? I know it was for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are still times where I get a little bit nervous depending upon who the guest is. Um, yeah. Like I was saying to you before we started recording this, like there was a little bit of nerves too about coming on here and going, oh, well now I'm on, you know, the, the other side of the conversation. And yeah, so there's, there's always a little bit of nerves, but you do get more confident. I like, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. The more you do something for sure. I think that's so cool. And I think with, with you, I mean, having the podcast and then obviously being a teacher that must've helped, even though you're an introvert with that whole, like getting up and having to talk a little bit about your books at that event you know what I mean? Because uh, if you didn't have those things, even that would have been another hurdle to jump over. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely would have been harder. It's still like I had a school event uh, last week where it was an evening where I had to do a little bit of a speech in front of parents. And I so nervous, so insanely nervous. And it's ridiculous because I can get up in front of a bunch of kids and I'm completely at ease and can be goofy and silly and chat and I can get on a podcast and I'm relatively okay but standing in front of adults is a whole different thing they're scary yeah (laughs) and and so I was really trying to with my little you know it was only like three or four minutes but with my little speech for the at the book fair I was standing behind a podium and I'm like I'm just gonna try and embrace my teacher persona here and just pretend I'm, you know, in front of a class so I can just be, you know, more natural, more myself. But I am so glad that there was a podium there because my legs were shaking so <laughs> badly. And I got off and like, everyone was like, oh, wow, you look so calm. And so like, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, like my heart was racing. <laughs> my legs were literally jelly behind the, behind the podium. It was, um, ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but you did it and you I'm sure you did, I did fabulous it. yeah it was fabulous <laughs> anyway <laughs> so we, we need to talk about these 60 episodes of the podcast which congratulations by the way getting this far Thank like you. what what has the this past year of podcasting been like and obviously you this is like quite a while right so you're you're going into your second year podcasting how are you yeah. liking it oh I absolutely love it absolutely love it so um 
Yeah, it was so weird. It was another thing that just kind of started off on a whim of like completely out of my comfort zone, being an introvert. I'm like, oh, I can't talk to complete strangers. Like I can't do that in normal everyday life. How am I going to do that? Yeah, with a recording. Yeah, so those first few episodes, well, quite a few episodes, incredibly nervous. And um, when I started the beginning of 2022, I was doing an episode every week, which was great. And I loved it, but so time consuming because I, I do all of it myself, the the editing and yeah, the, the graphics, the audio. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist and not particularly fast at stuff. So yeah, so I'd started a new job and I'm in education. So the hours are insane. And then trying to put out a podcast episode every week was a, a big recipe for burnout on top of trying to write books and stuff as well. So I did cut it back, I think it was this year, um, to every fortnight. So every two weeks I put out uh, an episode and gives a little bit more of a breather, but I do find myself getting a bit antsy, like I want to put out an episode every week, but yeah, I just, I want to stick to this a little bit longer until I have a little bit better of a work-life balance to be able to make that happen. But yeah, so I would be much further ahead with more episodes if I was doing it every week, but I'm I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. And the best part is that I have an excuse to talk to other authors and other writers and other amazing people who are doing really cool things. And mm. Yeah, and I'm a um, really high on the strengths finder with Learner, and so I get to learn from all these amazing people. So it's a little bit of a selfish act in some ways that I get to, you know, <laughs> invite people on, pick their brains. Yeah, but it's been such a fun ride, and yeah, and I, I hear lots of positives. I get some nice DMs and things like that, and email messages about my certain episodes and that, and I've started to see like I've got buy me a coffee set up and, and you know and I'm getting more and more of those kind of donations and that from people that really so like cool. the the podcast so yeah it, it's so fun I can't imagine not doing it so I'm just kind of I'm just running with this for as long as I can I guess so that's so yeah. cool has there been yeah. anything that, about podcasting and and doing what you're doing that surprised you Gosh, well, it surprises me that I'm keeping it going and I'm still loving it. <laughs> like, like honestly, I was um, when I started podcasting, I was told of um, pod fade, right? And different people say, "Oh, it's after your like nine episodes, a lot of people stop podcasting, and that's when podcasts kind of disappear into the ether and whatnot." And I was really determined not to be that person. And yeah. I admit I've had moments where I've been like, "Oh my gosh, like everything's falling." apart and I can't get guests on or there's you know slower moments and then yeah and then I'll, I'll wait it out and all of a sudden there's like I've got a million interviews booked and <laughs> and everything's crazy again which is great yeah but it goes in ebbs think, and flows doesn't it it really does I think the the most surprising thing to me is just that the episodes connect with other people because like I said, it's a little bit of a selfish act originally and that I just want to talk to cool people and learn cool stuff. And if people, others, you know, listeners get anything out of it, that's awesome. But yeah, I've, yeah, the, I've just had people come back to me and say that they're just really resonated with some of the episodes. I think it always, 
So this is the imposter syndrome again. But when I throw in a solo episode, those are the ones I'm usually the most anxious about. And I don't mean to, but I usually advertise much less. And I'm, I don't know, I'm just a little bit more tentative about them. But they're quite often the ones that I get the most replies from or have resonated with the most people, which is always quite surprising to me because yeah, I, I still think of myself as a bit of a baby in the author world and I'm just like figuring stuff out as I go along and yeah. I but love that though. Fun. Like as because of the learner in you, having podcast guests on is going to be so great because there are people that are going to be asking the same questions or wanting to know the same things you're asking about. So it makes you the perfect person to be, you know, talking to people and asking those questions, bringing things on and trying to dig through it all. I think that's so cool. Plus you obviously love it. So that aspect just shines. That's neat. I absolutely, absolutely adore it. And then when I have amazing guests like yourself on, right? (laughs) Well, this is the thing, like the, the ideas that come to me, because the last episode that you were on, we were talking about AI, but we're also talking about selling direct, which was one of those things that was way, way back in the very, very back of my mind. And I hadn't really thought anything about it. I've got like pay hip and book funnel set up on my website. And I think I have from the beginning just for eBooks, but yeah, you talking about selling direct and it it was a little bit like my book covers for Hades Haunt. There was that little bit of a spark and I'm like, Ooh, okay. This, this is going to be something. It's not going to be something right now for me because I've got, you know, other priorities with book deadlines and stuff. But you've definitely planted that seed that I'm, I, I know where I'm headed now. And then that's definitely in my future is, is looking at the Shopify and um, yeah. getting set up and stuff like that. So yeah, it's so there's so cool fun. things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. And it, with your bookstore background too, it's going to feel fun. It's going to feel like, oh yeah. my gosh, I've, I've done this before. I could do this. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun yeah. to be able to, to come up with ways to bundle the books together or make people excited about the books or, you know, think about how the the experience on your store is going to be for the readers. And it, as long as you look at it as like a work in progress where it's okay, if it starts yes. out a, a certain way first and it evolves, that's cool because now it's like, you're learning a little bit here and there for, I'll just give you an example. I was in one of the, the direct sales Facebook groups and I don't know, I can't remember who who had mentioned it, but they were talking to a reader from their site and they were talking about how they love, you know, buying books and stuff from other authors from their direct stores. But the problem that they have is they don't know whether or not they've bought the book before mm-hmm. because of a lot of our author sites don't have the capability of knowing that. So of course I had to do some digging and I figured out how to create the, you know, the customer profile and have like a wish list and everything. So now they can see, you know, which books have they purchased before, which ones do they want to have put it in a wish list, you know, whatever. And so it's, it's like little things like that, that you don't even think about. And now when you stumble upon it, now you can add it or, you know, just evolve the stories just a little bit or add new things. It's just, it's been so fun just to play around with and try to figure out how to make it more engaging for readers. I I'm really excited. And I am somebody who I feel like I've always gone in eyes wide open with the whole author thing in that I'm not in it for the get rich fast kind of thing. Like, you know, like I know it's just, it's a little bit of a slow burn for me also because, you know, I work full time in other areas and do other things. 
So um, I have no expectations of huge overnight success, right? So I'm excited to hopefully January start to look at what a Shopify store is going to look like for me and gradually, you know, take that time to gradually build things up. But it's also one of those things that I don't know why it hadn't really come into my sphere until you started talking about it, but it's it, it aligns really closely with why I'm an indie author in the first place. You know, like I love having that control over my business and not being not being at the whim of other people. Like yes. that's that's I, I love that, and that's why I also went wide right from the beginning instead of KU. Even though you know it's it can be a slower, like I had always been told, you know, when you're starting out, going wide straight off the bat, you know, it might be just a little bit of a slower burn to kind of get similar sales to where you might if you were straight into KU or something. I think and, it's the same um, for people who are coming out of KU for sure. Yeah. I, at least I've experienced that for myself. It is definitely a slower burn. Yeah. yeah. And and I've been okay with that. And so I think I'm kind of lucky that I, I started this career being okay right from the bat of having that slower burn, having a second income, you know, to support it all. And so I don't need that huge influx of cash right away. But I've always had that kind of mentality that I want to go further and further into having more control. So yeah, with the craziness of the world and that we've seen firsthand over the last few years and how, you know, security can be taken away with a click of your fingers you know, not having all your eggs in the one basket or having a little bit more control over those eggs too for yourself is, yeah, um, yeah, really important. So I definitely think it's a direction that I'm going to, yeah, I I can see myself definitely going in that direction for sure. Right. I can too for you for sure. Because it's, I mean, it's just, as long as you're not scared of the process and you're not scared of like what it's going to look like, the the sky's the limit, right? It's, It's all about what you're willing to do, what you're willing to you know, explore and and see how it works for you. It's it's so great. And I, even though it is a slower burn, even though it is a little bit of a, I don't know, somewhat tricky thing to make sure that readers in your genre are understanding, you know, that it's okay to purchase from you, that yes, you are going to get your mm-hmm. books, that here's how it's going to work. I think having the Shopify store, and I think we said this in on your show too, having that store that looks a lot like other people's stores and the, the process looks the same, the layouts are similar, you know, it looks like Taylor Swift's merch store, you know, whatever, all the things where they've they've interacted with the Shopify store before, it, it gives them that level of comfort and they understand how it's going to work. And it, it doesn't, like every time they purchase is just like, just a little bit more that they're trusting of those sites, you know? Yeah, yeah. Great. And I, I definitely think it's where everything's trending. Like I, I think this is the direction. So whether you're kind of jumping on this now or not, I, I think most authors are going to have to at some point. So yeah. it could yeah. be years down the line, but I, I do think this is kind of where we're, where we're headed. So, and I yeah, so and that's too. fun. That's exciting. It is. That's especially cool. when you think like, I'm no longer like beholden to just the retailers. I have the opportunity to engage with my readers on my site to, you know, get paid almost the full price, obviously for my book to get it now versus two months from now, like all the different things. It's yeah. just like, why, why not? Why not give it a whirl yeah. and see what happens? You know? So cool. Exactly. Been- and I love the retailers and it's not about cutting them yeah. out or anything either, but you're a business. And so you want to do what's best for you and for your customers, right? 
and yeah. um yeah and it's giving them another another avenue to purchase like another storefront to purchase from and um yeah there's so many positives to it and, right. and yeah and then if you end up falling to the you know moody whims of one of the big platforms you've still got that backup you're not starting from scratch if you've already got it established right yeah right. Yeah. yeah yeah okay so I gotta I'm just curious going back to the podcast a little bit like okay you've got 60 I think 61 episodes out now do you have a theme or a direction that you're heading or do you just kind of see where it goes and like the types of people who come on and kind of go go along with it like that like how do you how do you create your show list I'm curious <laughs> um there is no real plan it's pretty much how I live my life <laughs> it's like <laughs> making stuff up as I go along so no I am just like very much with the podcast because this is like this is a fun thing for me this was never created to be a money maker or anything other than fun and a way for me to learn and for listeners to learn too from other people in the know and so it's a little bit of those I'm just kind of going with the flow. So I, as I've progressed with this podcast, I have more and more people reach out to me rather than me having to reach out to other people, which is nice when people um, kind of come to me and want to be on the show. And then some people I'm like, I don't think you're quite the right fit, but you know, but most of the time it's fantastic people. And so I'm, I tend to leave it a little bit up to the universe and just that, you know, the people that I reach out to or feel that inspired action to reach out to or whom feel that inspired action to reach out to me and feel like a good fit, there's a reason for that. And so there, there's a weird synchronicity that I I hear all the time of like, oh, I really needed to hear that. Like that, that episode that you released, that was exactly what I needed to hear right now. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, and I find that too with the guests that I have on. Sometimes they'll say something, I'm like, Wow, I real I really needed to hear that. So it's a I, I probably part of me wishes I was a little bit more planned out and that yes, this is the theme and the direction we're going in. But no, there's no real rhyme or reason. I just I, I want lots of diversity. I want people to share their writing experience, particularly if people if listeners are new to you know, just a few books in or just thinking about writing their first book. I want them to be encouraged by other people's stories, but also see, you know, the ups and downs and that challenges are normal. And I also want more of those wonderful kind of craft things. Like I've had like Troy Lambert talk about plotting and I've had the lovely Jesse Kniff talk about blurb writing recently. And I'm always, always open to the wonderful world of, it's not even really woo-woo, but you know that that manifestation, which is really just a psychic to mindset. Um, you know that that really going in deep and aligning your author career and your writing career with whom you are and, and your innate values and your strengths and everything. So that also includes like the lovely Claire Taylor who came on to talk about the Enneagram, and I've had Becca Symes on as well, who's talked about um, I think like author alignment and everything too so there's yeah there's there's just so much goodness out there so I'm kind of like bring it all to me I want to share it with the world (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely the same when it comes to podcast interviews it's like if there's something cool about what they're doing it's like I want I want to bring them on and and like learn from them it's so fun for for the solo episodes I I typically I kind of think of a, a, a 
somewhat vibe that I want to go for. So like, for instance, when I started transitioning to the, the manifestation a little bit, I would try to keep a lot of the the themes tied to whether it's, you know, coming up to a, a release for a manifestation course, or like mm-hmm. at the end of the year, I do like rapid release roadmap, obviously, and the plan your series challenge, which is now the the four books, five days thing. And so trying to help them see the value in the courses or see the value in what they need. But other than that, I kind of leave it open to what's the weird thing that's coming up for me right now that maybe authors mm-hmm. need to hear about. And so even though I'll have uh, things planned out for the solo episodes and I'll have like a list of ideas beyond that, sometimes it will just be, hey, guess what, guys? Amazon created some new guidelines for AI. Let's talk about that today. You know, like it just sometimes yeah. there's something that just comes up and we have to discuss it too. And it's it's kind of fun when that's the case, when it's just in some ways left up to the universe to give you that kick in the butt and inspired action and then you move with it. Yeah, absolutely. I I find that with my solo episodes too, I quite enjoy recording them. I'm just really anxious letting them out in the world. But what I try to do with the solo episodes, much like you, is look at where I'm at, where I might be struggling or the things that are, you know, on the forefront of my mind and just trust that because I think we all need this reminder that we're not alone in any of these situations that we go through or experiences we have or feelings that we have, and that the right people are going to resonate with what we have to say. Yeah. And so, yeah, and, and that's just a, a trust that I'm always having to remind myself of with writing my books too, you know, like it's always like not everyone's going to love my books, but the people, the right people will enjoy them, will get what I want out of them or get what they need out of them. So there's, yeah, putting a lot of trust kind of in the universe that I I guess that our voice matters, that our experiences matter, whether it's uh, through the podcast or through writing as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. Oh my goodness. Could you remind my audience just a little bit about where they can find you, Joe, and like where they can locate your podcast and everything? I'm hundred percent sure that most of these people are probably already your super huge fans anyway, but <laughs> just so like if they're new and they're finding out you about you for the first time, see, I can't speak today. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we were talking about getting the words together. Where do they go? There we go. <laughs> yeah. So my website is joebuer.com, J-O-B-U-E-R. You can actually get to the same website by typing in alchemyforauthors.com. It takes you to the same place. And so that has my books. You can buy direct from me as eBooks at this moment. Uh, so yeah, so it's got my books. It's got a little bit about me. And it's also got access to all the episodes of Alchemy for Authors and the show notes. So I have a few people who prefer reading rather than listening to the episode. And so you've got that option. So I'm mainly there. I'm also uh, on Instagram and Facebook. I prefer Instagram, but I am on Facebook too. And you can find me under um, my handle is at Joe Buer author. And you can also find me at Alchemy for Authors. So I've got the two kind of handles there. And yeah, that is really my main things. You can find my books. I'm wide, so you can find them pretty much anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Apple, everywhere, or request from libraries as well. That's a cool thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and and same with um, my podcast too. You can listen to me pretty much anywhere. There's Spotify, Apple, Amazon. 
Um, I've got audio only on YouTube as well. So yeah, lots of options. Just type in Joe Buer and I'm kind of everywhere. So yay. Awesome. Well, Joe, thank you. Thank you so much for coming back onto the show and being a part of the podcast again. I love bringing you on the show. I wish we had more time to talk about all the things woo. So we're going to have to bring you back to do that soon. But absolutely. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love it. But we had so many cool things to be talking about today, like all the things about your new book and imposter syndrome. And oh, I think so many authors need to understand that, you know, getting out there in the local community is so important and being a, a little bit afraid of it or imposter syndrome at that process. It's normal, you know, and so I, I really appreciate you talking about it. Uh, it has been so much fun. It's always so much fun chatting with you. So thank you so much. Every time, every time I bring Joe on this show, I am just always amazed and thrilled to speak with her. And the insights that she is able to provide are so profound. They really are. She's so humble about all of her, you know, wonderful things that she's done, all of the the avenues she's taken. I mean, she's working a full-time job, guys. So for those of you who are in her shoes, just know like if she can do it, you can do it too, right? And so like talking with Joe and listening to her journey and her story and understanding that like as she's gone out of her comfort zone into those places of like signing books or talking about her books to her local community, it became a, a mindset shift, not only for herself, but for her family as well. So if you're still in this place where maybe your you know, spouse or your close loved ones or friends even don't quite understand or view you as the author you're becoming, just know that sometimes it takes that external source, like going to a book signing and inviting them for them to actually see what you're doing. Because, you know, we're all a little bit skeptical. We're jaded, right? Not everybody understands the work and the process that goes into writing our books and getting them published. And so it's not until we're actually sitting down at a table talking to other readers who are listening to the book descriptions or what we've done with our writing and then selling those books in front of them that it clicks into place. So be thinking about like, is there a local community event that you can join in 2024? Is there a way that you can step out of your comfort zone and do something just a little bit bigger next year? Like, is there a new genre that you need to start writing in because you're getting burned out from the one that you've been writing in? Is there something new you can add that can reinvigorate your author career? That's really what Author Revolution is all about too, right? I've looked at that over the past couple of years and going, okay, what we really stand for is this idea that we can reinvent at any time. We can reclaim our author careers at any time. We can become the authors we were always meant to be at any time. There's nothing that stops us. We're only the ones that can stop our progress. We are the only ones who can decide if we are done or if we're going to pivot one more time. And so I love that you guys are with me on this journey. I love that you are with Joe Buer and the Alchemy for Authors podcast and her journey. We have so many incredible minds in the indie author space, and Joe is definitely one of them. So make sure that you head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 212. Check out the transcript if you'd like to download that, or for sure, check out the show notes because it'll give you a, a quick link over to Joe's podcast and her books as well. And just know like, there are authors out there with the knowledge you're looking for. There are authors who are experiencing the same things you're experiencing. We are all you know, in this together, we're all 
kind of doing our best trying to figure out how this gets to look, how it gets to work for us. And Joe has definitely highlighted that for me in this podcast episode as well. So don't worry about imposter syndrome. Trust that you've got this. Lean into what you know, lean into what you expect and get to to receive. Like what do you decide you get to receive? And just keep moving forward confidently knowing it's yours because it is. It's coming. It's always on its way to you. It's always in the process of being yours. Okay. Well, my friends, that's today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did recording it. And I hope you have a wonderful first week of December as we continue onward, getting closer to the holiday season. Go forth and start your author revolution. Okay, indie author, Carissa Andrews with Author Revolution here. We need to have a chat. I know you want to build a sustainable long-term author career, but you can't do it just by wishing for it. It would be nice, yes, but alas, you gotta do the work. By that I mean you need to reframe the way you look at your author business so that you can write and publish more frequently. With Rapid Release Roadmap, my signature online course, I'll help you learn not only how to make writing and publishing four books a year seem easy, but I'll help you master your prolific author mindset so that you can clear away all the negative self-talk that's holding you back. Trust me, I have been there. To learn more about Rapid Release Roadmap, head over to rapidreleaseroadmap.com. Over there, I'll give you all the insights on what you'll find inside the course. Plus, I walk you through all of the bonuses you're going to get based on the payment option you choose. And yes, there are some good ones in there, even if I say so myself. Once again, head over to rapidreleaseroadmap.com to learn more and sign up today.